Welcome to the latest episode of Nerds Amalgamated. With me, I have the DJ. Hey, guys. How you going there? What have you been up to? Ah, uh, you know, slaving away, uni assignments and all. Are you surviving the week six meltdown of assignment overload? Kinda, kinda. It's getting, it's getting to me, but... You know, you gotta you, you gotta truck trucker on, you truck it on. Uh, are you are you a big mother trucker? Are you? Well, not yet, <laughs> not yet. But I will, I'll, I'll eventually tr- I'll eventually become a big mother trucker. Okay, and also with us um, we have the professor. Hello. And I know you are a big mother trucker. Yep, I have a well developed lunch muscle. And what what else have you been up to? What do you mean? What's happening? Fixing my computers after uh, my comment last week where I said my phone's broken, my computer's broken, my laptop's broken, and work. Sounds absolutely exciting. It is. I had uh, one of my dumber tickets this week. The guy who called me over because his computer wasn't turning on, and I just pressed the power button and it worked. Did did you ask him how he managed to find his way out of bed? No, because he actually wasn't at his desk when um when I went over to check on it. He'd gone to a meeting, but left me a ticket just before he went. <laughs> Please tell me he's not the boss of the company. He's not. That's good. Anyway, um, we should probably get a start off on the show. Um, first up this week, I've got a quick story that. I reckon you guys will probably enjoy about jellyfish-inspired electronic skin that can heal itself when wet. It's just sounding very science fiction. You know what this reminds me of? The uh, bug in Super Mario 64, where they use the same variable to store your uh, health and your oxygen meter. So diving into water would reset your health to full. Okay. Um... I was initially, when I first saw it, I was just thinking, all they need to do now is work out some way of combining this with the skin of the um, tapia, is it tap, tapia fish or whatever from Brazil? That they're uh, using for skin, yeah, for skin grafts. Because then they could make um, special wetsuits for firefighters. So when they go into fight fires, they can have that on them to help prevent burns and so forth. You mean the t- tilapia fish? Well, yeah, whatever it's called, but yeah. Um, it's just pretty interesting idea here, idea that's been conducted here, and it's from the National University of Singapore. So, yeah, quite interesting that we're, we're seeing some fantastic research coming out from different sources around the world these days. So, this is gonna this is gonna be a very um groundbreaking sort of experimentation in the world of nanotechnology and biochemistry. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's very, it's pretty trippy when you look at some of the details in the article because it's a polymer that's also 3D printable. So I'm not sure exactly how that's going to go, but yeah. Can you imagine um, they use this for making bulletproof vests? No. 
Well, it's only a po- it, It's only repairing. It's not bullet resistant. I don't know. I meant yeah. like, imagine repairing after. Imagine the the skin repairing after bullet after bullet fight. Yeah, um, it does sound like um, when you see in sci-fi movies, like the the doctor runs over with a spray gun and sprays you with the stuff that makes your arm grow back. Yeah, well, they've already got a spray like that for um, sealing wounds. But, um, yeah, for something making your arm grow back, be pretty cool. But I can't I can't see this being appropriated to make um, bulletproof vests or repairing. But, yeah. Yeah, I doubt it'll have the sort of durability you need in a bulletproof vest. And I'm just looking at the original article here, and I'm not even, well, not the abstract only at the moment, but... I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the names of the people involved because I can guarantee you that I'd probably get them wrong. Do you have any idea, DJ? Uh, maybe not. I, I, I wouldn't even try. <laughs> I wouldn't even try. Really? That's disappointing. <laughs> Quick, throw it up in that group chat and get the uh, get our Singaporean friend to translate for us. I'm sure he'll get back to us before the end of the podcast, right? He probably would, but whether or not he... He's got time to actually do it on voice. Um, but the other applications for this sort of for this sort of tech would be, is inter- would be interesting. Like um, if you put it into a big picture sort of perspective, I mean, well, swim, swim, oh, I meant swimsuits would be pretty cool. Like swimsuit stuff would be one aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, you seem to have a fixation on fashion. Oh, no, I'm just thinking more like um, in terms of um, sports suits, like sports swim, like. Remember when they had the Olympics and how we had we, we Australia was the four forerunners in swimsuit technology. I don't see how spray on repairing materials will help with clothing, though. Well, if, unless if you're a lifeguard and all. Well, is a lifeguard um, going to get injured in a situation where they absolutely need to have this stuff that just heals them? Oh, so it's a um. An electronic skin, so uh, we might be barking up the wrong tree. It's not really for humans, I think. Yeah, I was just going to say, like the only way you'd be using it for lifeguards is um, ocean rescue sort of stuff, where you oh you yes have something yeah. light up. But um, it's a three D printability that's got a potential for creating transparent circuit boards. So it. Um, with our submarine trans- the other week, yeah, it's transparent, stretchable, and heals in aquatic environments. You could build your life raft out of this. So your ship's going down, you just set up your 3D printer, <laughs> pump out a couple of the boats, and sail away. Yeah, or you could just have it as um, our automatic submarine that we we're talking about the other week. You could have this to create a shell to go over the top. So if you actually do have, you use it for inserting people into hostile environments. They've got a, a, a sunroof sort of canopy so the guys can be sitting inside and watching. And because that's a circuit board aspect, you could have it so it's got heads-up display sort of functionality. And because it's, in, because it's in the water, it would continuously be repairing itself. The other people who could use it would be Apple because their mobile phones are always breaking. <laughs> oh, no. Or in the toilet. <laughs> you remember the... Uh... Hey, that meme. Yes, actually, where is this coming from, DJ? 
what you never heard of stories people saying like i uh, my phone's in the toilet my phone i've dropped my phone in the toilet bowl kind of stories my iphone i dropped my iphone in the toilet bowl kind of thing you never had that story yes i have heard it yeah that's what i meant like, i know someone who's done it who will not be named because she's probably listening <laughs> and i don't want to be homeless too late now uh, <laughs> you're in the doghouse now um, on another note, if anyone has a spare room, we have a nerd in dire need of emergency accommodation. Um, you were going to say something there, Professor. Yeah. Oh, no, I've lost it. You're basically saying about the iPhone and the toilet bowl. Yeah, before that, I started saying something that I was like, no, wait, let me go back to that iPhone thing. Yeah. But no, we I've completely lost it now, so. Actually, we were talking about Apple and how... Um... And you were saying, oh my god, Apple. Oh, yes. The, uh, do you remember the 4chan troll where they were like, the newest iPhone update unlocks waterproofing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I haven't heard that one before. Yeah, it's, I, uh, I do. One of the famous ones. <laughs> and I remember Apple having to release an announcement saying that if you do actually attempt this, and it damages, and you damage your phone. It's not covered by warranty <laughs> because apparently people were stupid enough to actually do it. Yeah, just like, um, just like the micro microwave troll. <laughs> hey, don't you got to remember one thing that there are some actually pretty crazy people out there. Because I remember back when microwaves were first coming big in Australia, back in the early eighties, um, we heard a story about a lady. I still don't know whether she was in Australia or I heard it was New York. Her cat had got caught out in the rain. So to, oh, dry, yeah. her, to dry her cat off, she put it in the microwave. Oh, so, no. And, yeah. Oh, no. Furline, furline microwave. Oh. Yeah, I've heard of that happening a couple of times with small animals. Yeah, my parents heard that and they, t they made sure they grabbed my brothers and I and said, you're not allowed to do this to see if it works. Yeah, I heard I heard the whole microwave cat thing after um, people were copying that off from a Beavis and Butthead episode. Oh, no, it goes back to the 80s. <laughs> oh, he's, oh, that sucks. That would have sucked more for the cat. Yeah. But that, just picturing the situation, what do you reckon was the last thing that went through his, his mind? His, his jawbone or... Um, his larynx. And on that on that fabulous note, I think we'd better move on before... Let's um, keep it going before Peter comes and shuts us down. <laughs> well, I was, just, I was just going to go for the um, the first bingo move of the night. Um, yeah, that everyone wants to be a cat. If they listen to us, we'll be rather upset. <laughs> yep. Although we now have more subscribers than them, so... <laughs> but we don't want to upset them. Come on. Very nice. They're very nice people. They are. Check out that podcast at that's not canon dot com. <laughs> show them, show them some love. Um, so let's let's quickly move along and hope we don't get noticed too bad. Um, you've got a story about Dwarf Fortress, Professor. All right. So have you guys ever played Dwarf Fortress? Not that I'm not that I've uh, heard of. No. I've played a dwarf in a fortress in D and D. Completely different things. Okay. So it's basically the most complex management game ever made. Okay. And right, it gets to the point where you have hilarious bugs, like 
cats walking through a puddle of spilt booze, then licking the fluid off their paws and dying of alcohol poisoning. Or <laughs> um, another famous one was being dipped in water, then walking past a hot uh, thing would cause your body fat to ignite. Only the body fat? Yeah, your body fat. It was a bug. So, um, well, if it's only the body fat, I'd I'd let it go for probably a minute or two, and then actually, roll around. I think he could because the um, for whatever reason, the bug would just burn off the body fat and leave you with a bunch of incredibly skinny dwarfs. You and I need to investigate this and see if we can make it a reality. No, we are not throwing the small people into the furnace. <laughs> hey, don't laugh, TJ. You're the small person. Are you, are you sure about that? <laughs> I'm not that small. You're smaller much... than either of us. <laughs> so the developers of that have uh, basically one guy and his brother, and the brother really only does um, a bit of the design and the music, as far as I understand it. But uh, they have been making it for the past decade only on donations. And now, after they've had a health scare, they've realized if it happens again, they're going to be completely wiped out by the expenses, which, discussions about American healthcare aside, they've decided to team up with some of the community members who have made custom graphics packs for it. Because the game itself runs entirely using... um, the keyboard, and different letters to represent the characters, mm. like the old roguelike games. Sweet. So they um, have decided that after their health scare, they need to build up some funds just in case it happens again. And they're releasing on Steam with art and music done by some community members via the publisher Kitfox. Well, sounds good. I, yeah. think that's, I think that's the way to go these days. This is looking... And sounding a lot like the old like shareware stuff used to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been available for free since um, since it came out. And it's really a, a labor of love for the developers. Yeah, it looks pretty impressive. Let's just hope EA or Bethesda or someone doesn't get involved <clears throat> and put in loot boxes and microtransactions. And before Epic buys exclusivity. Oh, speaking of Epic buying exclusivity, did you guys hear about Borderlands 3? Yeah. How, how that's now an Epic... Oh. But I it, It's an Epic or an Epic failure? I would say Epic failure, but... I don't think uh, the Adams Brothers... Actually, I wonder how many of them are. Are they an Adams family? They're crazy and the kooky. So, um... I don't think the Adams brothers are likely to let that happen. That's good. Yeah, I think it's a good. It, it's the way to go go nowadays. If you want to get your game noticed, like um, in terms of funding and whatnot, you can go through Patreon and GoFundMe's. I think that's the way to go nowadays. Well, there's three hundred and thirty thousand. No, sorry, thirty three thousand games on Steam now. Mm-hmm. I like the but- fact. Sorry, I was just going to say, I like the fact they're actually encouraging modders to add stuff to the game and create their own content and so forth. Yeah, and it simulates the world to a level of detail that each individual body part is 
calculated against. Um, there's trouble water physics. There's been a couple of times where I've accidentally completely flooded my fortress. Um, so water physics, it's not like direct control like in The Sims. It's more of a, uh, you designate an area and your dwarves who are designated as woodcutters will go to that area and cut down the trees or you mark out where you want to mine. And when they're done eating, they'll go and mine that out. Cool. But uh, I think it's going to be an instant buy for me when it does eventually come out on Steam because I've gotten way more than any, uh, almost any other game worth a value out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, it's going, look, it's going to be $20 US. Yeah, nice uh, cheap introductory price too. Mm-hmm. I'm actually pretty impressed with this. I like, like the entire attitude and the way they're doing Like They've built it up and they've really worked on it and made it so it's fun. They're not excluding any private modifications as long as the community's being shared with, and they're not overcharging. And the uh, the engine will continue to be updated for free, mm-hmm. so you're basically paying for um, the graphics packs because they're going to uh, have two branches of the game, one that you can download for free from their site, but we still have the uh, retro graphics, and one that will be on Steam. So even if you prefer the retro graphics, you can still buy the one on Steam and support the developers and get the same experience you would using the uh, retro graphics. Awesome. What do you reckon, DJ, you're going to play this? <laughs> yeah, man, I, I would love to see I would like to try out, try this out. Uh, when it comes out on Steam, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a whirl. Awesome. I mean, this is, I, I think we're seeing, after what after the disasters we've seen with all the AAA studios recently, I think, as I think prophetically, we once said that this is the rise of the indies. Again, after the rise of the indies that happened two years ago, and the one that happened five years ago. Well, we bring, we, we're seeing... And did you know this is the year of the, uh, the Linux desktop? Ha <laughs> oh, So the 25th anniversary of Linux. But the point point being though is that it's good to see more more indie developers coming up now. That's the bright mm-hmm. side of it because we're seeing that we're seeing how bad these studios are becoming now. Like with the recent Anthem disaster and uh, an EA and an exclusive and Steam going at each other's throats. It's good to see like a group of people just saying we're sick and tired of these big namers doing screwing themselves up. We're gonna do our own thing and. They're doing it well. They're doing it really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's oh. a return to the gaming as it used to be back decades ago when it was fun. I'm I'm just hoping they don't they, they don't become like what, ha- what happened to um Kingdom Kingdom Come Deliverance in terms of they 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 did well with their first game and then they got bought out by is it Deep Silver. That kind of happens anyway, though. So I but- don't. Can't imagine them selling out because they, um, this is such a labor of love for the developers that I, I can't imagine them wanting to do anything else. Yeah, they were been, more, yeah they these were, guys have been working on this for a while and they, they still haven't sold out yet. So, but moving along, um, tell us about <coughs> Arkham Knight, DJ. So, Bat, uh, so. DC Comics have, cel- have celebrated their um, 1,000th issue with a story by Peter J. Tomasi and Doug Manke, um, introducing Batman Arkham Knight, 
which is um, which which is a character from originally from the Batman Arkham Knight video game, and that's quite interesting how he's they're introducing a video game character into the comics. Mm-hmm. So for spo- so for spoilers, um, in the game, no, uh, no, don't give out spoilers. <laughs> All right, I won't give out the spoilers. All right, but yeah, so it's interesting how we're seeing. This version of Arkham, this Arkham Knight in in the Batman comics, finally. Mm-hmm. So is the Arkham Knight not Batman? No, he's not. No, no. You have to play the game to figure it out. Okay. Or go buy the actual comics because I'll have his backstory. Yep. If there's one thing they can't resist in a comic, it's a backstory. Well, you got to have the backstory. So in so in this case. Uh, Arkham Knight's philosophy seems to be that he's blaming Batman for something, and he's saying that this is, Arkham Knight is the hero Gotham deserves, but but does but not the one that it needs right now. That's one of the author's version of the character seems to be to be saying. What? They're yeah. picking on Batman. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but that's stupid. Like, Batman will always find you, <laughs> and he will beat you up. But I like this idea how we're we're switching from one medium into another in terms of your te- um, so from video games it's now going to comics. I think we've seen that in a lot of issues like um, recently with Spider Man the game. How Spider Man the game came out and it was a it was a big success. Marvel came in and said we're going to make a comic book after um, after the game basically. Okay, but I. The problem I'm having is how do you continue a story after the game? That's my concern. Right, Con. Because if there's another thing coming. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This car resist, it's reckoning. Uh-huh. They've, they've had um, the evolution of different characters in different comics, such as We've had the evolution of Robin into um, Night Nightwing and so forth. So there's plenty of there's always a way they can evolve and grow. Yeah, I, I, I get where you're coming from in terms of evolving and growing, but then the writers won't be. This, the problem I'm seeing is the game writers are not the same as comic book writers. Well, that's sense. good because the comic book writers are less constricted and they come up with much more crazy stuff. Is they just got to draw a picture. Game writers have got to have something that can be turned into a game and be interactive. Yeah, it's not like anyone's complaining that Iron Man isn't being written by um, Stan Lee anymore, are they? Actually, they probably will be because it's going to go downhill now. Yeah, with the recent introduction of new Iron Man characters, yeah. Yes. Still a better name than Uncanny X-Men. How do we describe these X-Men? Ah, verily, forsooth, the correct word is uncanny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually surprised um, that a hippie was able to say those words. I'm not a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> That's saying something. <laughs> that is saying something. 
I haven't seen Avengers Infinity War. I'm not a hippie. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might just move along quietly now, avoid the landmines. Um, so what game have you been playing this week, DJ? I've been playing a bit of Apex Legends and competition's been heating up lately with the, with the Battle Pass being intact, with the Battle Pass introduced and all. Okay. It's good. So have you unlocked any new characters? No, unfortunately I haven't. I wish I could, but yeah, they cost a lot of money. They cost a lot of resource in-game currency just to unlock one character and I don't want to risk that. Okay. Like, uh, there hasn't been, actually there hasn't, after Octane, I don't think there haven't been, there hasn't been any um, new character at all. I thought it was supposed to be, like, because you had the two unlockables and then I thought there was a new one that was come, had come out. Yeah, the new one was Octane, but yeah, Octane. after that, after that, nothing, nothing quite like it, no. Okay. Ah, uh, but yeah, it's, 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 I like to see more, like, more stuff going on in that game. But apparently, actually, now that you mention it, there was, there was news um, a couple of minutes ago about how Apex Legends got shut down because of um, server issues. Okay. Luckily, I Cause, didn't Because, um, Professor, you were saying about changing your server to, was it Europe or something? Change the reward process or something like that. Yeah, um, to Belgium. The issue was that... Uh, in Belgium, loot boxes are illegal, which I believe we've discussed before. So instead of giving you a loot box, which um, the standard looting priority, well, looting process, is to play the game, get your loot boxes, crack them open, and recycle any parts you get that you've already got so or that you don't want so you can make new ones. Instead, you just get straight up uh, credits. Okay. Yeah. It sounds fair enough and a lot less complicated and more user friendly. And it takes out the element of the of the gam of the gambling narrative as well. Yeah, so that was the main concern of blocking the loot boxes to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just takes away that little gambling kick. Um, so what game have you been playing, Professor? I got in a couple of rounds of Counter Strike Global Offensive Danger Zone. It's the uh, Counter-Strike Battle Royale mode. I haven't played Counter-Strike Go much outside of LAN parties, so I suck at it even more than I usually suck at Battle Royale games. But I think it's an interesting twist on the genre. You drop into your uh, destination, Mm -hmm. um, which you pick on the map. Everyone drops at the exact same time because you've all got individual helicopters and you all spawn right above your chosen location then you run around doing the usual loot to kill stuff but um you can find cash and use that to order a supply drop using a drone which i believe enemies can shoot down and steal your loot okay uh i haven't seen that myself yet though but it wouldn't surprise me if it was possible so how many russians have you encountered in your csgo game none yet (laughs) but i haven't been playing with voice on Oh, <laughs> but um, the uh, they've got the danger zone circle around the outside and the random artillery bombings. But what I think is really interesting is that they give you a tablet that shows the game map and uh, various details depending on how much you've leveled it up by buying upgrades in game. I believe the tablet upgrades reset between rounds. But um, you can buy ones that will show you enemy drones flying over and stuff. 
but they put in um, markers on each sector of the map that has a player in it, whether that's you or someone else. So you, you always have a, a target to move towards. And I think that gives it a much more dynamic and faster pace. So it's harder to hide in camp. Yeah, you can definitely still do that, um, but it does tell everyone where you are in a, within like 100 meters or whatever it works out to be. Okay, sounds, sounds like it's a bit of an improvement over the old CSGO. Just yeah. wondering though, what like they've got Counter-Strike, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, Counter-Strike Global Offensive Danger Zone. How many more words are they going to add into the title? Counter-Strike da- um, Global Offensive Danger Zone Black Site is what I, I thought it was called for a few minutes the other night because uh, there's only one map available at the moment. Mm-hmm. And when you load into the game, it comes up at the top saying Danger Zone Black Site. Okay. So I assume the, the game mode was called Danger Zone Black Site. Ah. I'm just, just thinking, like, they'll, they'll do the Battle Royale and then there'll be Battle Royale evolution into pursuing missions in story mode. So it'll be Counter-Strike Global Offensive, Danger Zone. No, you've got to go full dodgy Chinese up. Clash of Counter-Strike, uh, Battle Zone, Danger Royale. You, you, you have the screaming man as a logo. <laughs> you're, you're, you're really picking on the Chinese the last couple of weeks. Like... Yeah, well, my brother's going there in a couple of months, so if they decide that because he's associated with me, they'll lock him up, I'm not going to complain too much. <laughs> that's, that's a nice attitude to have. Just remember, they did have, apparently there was a, a Chinese lady who tried to get into the president's compound in America the other day. And she wasn't yeah. very she wasn't very um, secret agent about it either. Oh, that's a hilarious story going on. Uh, Maybe she didn't have a good enough computer to get into the white get to get to pr- pr- accomplish a mission. Yeah, she had a USB stick with malware on it, but she obviously <laughs> needed a faster USB stick so she could have more add-ons. <laughs> well, it was also the um, like she had a lot of stuff, but then she was jumping up and down and yelling and screaming at them when they. Interve- intervened and apprehended her and saying she was part of she was there for some conference that wasn't there and yep. then she was from something else and uh, it, it was a beautiful story to hear on the news it made me laugh so uh, any any Chinese listeners we that are, are listening to us um, we love you <laughs> except the Fortnite <laughs> oh, I don't care about Fortnite <laughs> never played the game not likely to but moving along, I suppose, um, we got the shout-outs. So we have the founding of the Royal Air Force on the 1st of April, 1918. But you would, there would have been a few people that day that would have been thinking, is this some sort of April Fool's joke? <laughs> um, then on the 2nd of April, 1877, we have Flash Bang, It's the Human Cannibal. So an excited crowd looked up in astonishment and wonder when, in 1877, the first human cannibal flew above their heads. And then they all wanted to know what he had had to eat. Second I was going to say, being a human cannibal is a pretty shitty superpower. Um, well, I don't know. Um, Juggernaut's kind of like a human cannibal, isn't he? There is a... There, there is a, there, there Juggernaut's is a, out of um, X-Men. Wow. 
There, not Marvel. Actually, there is a um, superhero by the name of Cannonball, actually. And his superpower is jet propulsion and ability to create a nigh impenetrable blast field while in flight. Yep, that's the uh, exactly what we're talking about with this guy here. <laughs> Except in this story, I reckon he, he he did actually create a impenetrable force field in front of him because they normally shoot them out and into a net. I think if you fired this guy at a brick wall, he would have just gone for splat and they would have had to hose him up. Um, 2nd of April, 1992, Mafia boss John Gotti is found guilty of five murders. I won't read out all the names. And also for conspiracy to murder, loan sharking, illegal gambling, obstruction of justice, bribery, and tax evasion. Now, that was the, was that the case that um, got Mayor Giuliani in, elected into office as the mayor of New York? Was he involved in that one? I think that's the one. Because he, he was famous for, for busting the mob. So, yes. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that is the one. Yeah, um, there was a story. There was, there was a story about that, yeah. Okay. Um, time for rem- remembrances. The, um, the 2nd of April, 1872, Samuel Morse, American painter and inventor, after having established his reputation as a portrait painter, in middle age, he contributed to the invention of a single-wire telegraph system based on European telegraphs. He was a co-developer of the Morse code and helped to develop the commercial use of telegraphy. Um, he died of pneumonia at the age of 80 in number 5 West 22nd Street, New York. That's a very detailed uh, location. Mm-hmm. Um... I'd actually, I don't know whether there's actually a museum there, but if there's not, there should be. Also, if there's not, it'd be a great place to buy the land and have a house. Um, 2nd of April, 2005, Pope John Paul II was the head of the Catholic Church and sovereign of the Vatican City State from 1978 to 2005. He's one of the most um, travelled world leaders in history visiting 129 countries during his pontificate. Um, yeah, there's he did a lot of things where he apparently beautified and canonized a lot of people, making them saints and so forth, uh, more than the combined tally of his predecessors during the preceding five centuries. So, yes, well done. You are going to say something there, were you? No. No. Oh, just breathing heavy. Okay. That's okay. Just thought I heard something there. Um, 4th of April, 2007, Karen Spock-Jones was a British computer scientist who was responsible for the concept of inverse document frequency, a technology that underlies most modern search engines. In 2019, the New York Times published her belated obituary in its series Overlooked, calling her a pioneer of computer science for work combining statistics and linguistics and an advocate for women in the field. She died of cancer at the age of 71 in Willingham, Cambridgeshire. So here we have another lady who has had such a massive impact on the world of computer science. We'll take a little moment to just admire her achievements. On the 1st of April, 1875, Edgar Wallace, one of the 
world's most prolific authors. Um, had had his birthday, or well, would have been his birthday if he was still alive, I should say. Um, his theme usually involves crime and mystery, but he also created King Kong. It was born, he was born in Greenwich, Kent, second of April, seven forty two. We have the birthday of Charlemagne. United most of Western Europe for the first time since the Roman Empire and spurred the Carolingian Renaissance. And he was referred to as the father of Europe, born in the Frankish Kingdom, 4th of April, 1979. And just on uh, Charlemagne, he's the only uh, emperor to have a metal album made about him by Christopher Lee. Are you going to uh-huh. sing, sing us the love song? No, I don't know the words. Oh. <laughs> On the 4th of April, 1979, Heath Ledger, Australian actor, director, all-round top bloke and legend, was born. Um, after performing roles in several Australian television and film productions during the 90s, Ledger left for the United States in 1998 to further develop his career. Um, he's got a list of amazing movies that he was involved in, including um, The Patriot, A Knight's Tale, Monsters Ball, Lords of Dogtown, Brokeback Mountain, Casanova, The Dark Knight, etc., etc. Um, sadly missed. Leaving by... Was it... He only had one daughter? Was it? Yeah, one daughter. Uh, Matilda, I think her name is, yeah. What's your favourite uh, Heath Ledger movie? You want to go, um, Buck? No, no, no. Ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the uh, you mean the elders. <laughs> uh, I'll take uh, The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight by far. The Dark Knight by far? The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight mm-hmm. would, would, would always, is, is still the best perform- Ledger performance I've ever seen. I uh, really enjoy uh, A Knight's Tale. I was, I was going to say that's my favourite of his. He's my favourite Joker, but yeah. Did you guys ever like um, Brokeback Mountain? I've only seen it once, but I didn't really enjoy it. Um, I think I still haven't actually seen that one. I mean, there was a lot of like people say like if 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 um, the Dark Knight and the Knight's Tale or the Patriot were not around. They would say Burt Batman would still people still love Burt Batman. I don't know why, but I still love Burt Batman. That's that's okay. You can admit to enjoying Brokeback Mountain. I haven't seen it either. I mean, I've I've heard I've heard people saying that like, Burt Batman was the good Ledger movie. Oh, okay, okay, I don't get it, but I'm not going to complain about people enjoying a movie. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just one of those movies I just haven't got around to watching yet because he, he was. Who was, was he in Cold Mountain or no? He wasn't, was he? Who was it in Cold Mountain? Uh, that was Cold Mountain, the film. That was by Jude Law. Jude Law. Ah, that's it. Another bloke who's just a yeah, very down-to-earth sort of actor. Um, yeah, um, if you don't know the history of Heath, we've got a link there. You can go and have a bit of a look. You can go and watch some of his movies, have a marathon. And if you start dancing and singing like he did in 10 Things I Hate About You, try to make it, make sure you keep it in tune. Um, events of interest, 2nd of April, 1902. Um, we have the Electric Theatre, the first full-time movie theatre in the United States, opens in Los Angeles, California. 
and everyone told him it wasn't going to succeed and make money. <laughs> 2nd of April, 1921, Albert Einstein lectures in New York City on his new theory of relativity. It would have been fun to go and actually sit there and listen to him talk about it. Yeah, it would probably go way over our heads, but if you've ever seen a photo of him lecturing, his students all seem very intently focused on him. Yeah, um, I remember hearing stories about him um, at, when he was wandering around some of the different universities and so forth in America, and he was uh, he was a practical joker, So, but he was also one of those people that if he was having a conversation and you didn't quite understand it, he would try to make sure, he would try to explain it in a way that you would actually understand. So, there. He's one of those people who could talk in a manner that nobody could understand, but he would try to make sure that he could explain it in the simplest of terms. Fun to learn physics from him. Um, 2nd of April, 1968, 2001, A Space Odyssey, directed by Stanley Kubrick, was and starring Keir Dulia and Gary Lockwood, premieres at Uptown Theatre in Washington, D.C. Still one of the most iconic movie opening scenes in all of history. Yeah, and it's still worth seeing in the theatre today. Oh, yeah. Have you actually watched that one yet, DJ? No, but I've been meaning to. Shame. How are you going to be able to know that you're doing the monkey scene right? (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Anyway. I'm more more focused on whether I can um, imitate that voice. That they, Which that voice? The, the, the Simpsons spoofed off. You mean the voice movie. of Hal, the robot? Yep. Mm. But anyway, um, I think that's everything for the for this episode. Um, where, where can how can people contact us? What, what's our um, email address? Uh, our email address is at, n, um, at nerds.amalgamated at gmail.com. And our Twitter? Uh, n.amalgamated. Oh, it's, uh, tw- uh, sorry, uh, my Twitter is at an amalgamated. Sorry, that's all right. Um, and we, our, if they want to listen to the podcast on a, a different location to where they are now, what what's all the various places they can listen to us and download us? Uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, on our website as well. Awesome, and we're also on Facebook. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts for the week there, guys? Well, just mentioning Facebook, uh, I found out today that Facebook has been storing their passwords in plain text. So if you use the same password for Facebook as for other sites, it might be worth going and just changing that just to be on the safe side. But mm-hmm. um, I have nothing else to add. Have you just collapsed the value of Facebook? <laughs> have you destroyed facebook the same as we destroyed apple because apparently they've lost apple's lost the value to the equivalent of facebook they're trying to say it's because of china but we all know it's because we said that they okay, suck so apple has gone down in value the same amount as facebook's total value, value. yes that's insane but they're blaming china yeah they're not actually blaming us, even though it is us, because we keep saying that their phones suck. But yeah, um, yeah. Other than that, on that disappointing note for Apple and Facebook, um, I guess it's time to say take care of each other and stay hydrated. If you see a penguin, if you see a penguin, say hello. <laughs> 
Oh, the DJ is very distant now. Uh, you want to say goodbye? There you go. See you guys. Uru. Enjoy your week. See you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.